0: Okay, we got a ruling. Peter Sagan disqualified from the Tour de France. Wow, I I disagree with that. I totally I disagree with. I, relegated? Yes. D- disqualified?
1: Relegated would mean you move to the back. You back, lose any you, point lose you all his points you uh, have. But he could stay in and sprint for another I day. Don't, I
0: don't I don't agree with that. Hi, welcome back to the Stages Podcast, Stage 4, and then what seems, this is what's so crazy about these stages, I mean, you can literally fall asleep for three or four hours, and then all of a sudden, controversy, all hell breaks loose. It's truly
1: what happened, yep. we, we were all sitting there going, okay, I mean, we have a lot of things to talk about, insider stuff that happens at the tour, behind the scenes, and in the last seconds, it all goes out the window, and now we've got big headlines. It's a big story,
0: and in uh, controversy, is a great word because I don't think, I don't think anybody will agree on this. And and I know that, you know, we watched it and rewatched it and re rewatched it and in slow mo and an overhead, and the overhead was a little unclear. The tree, whoever put that tree there, lost their job. You're out. <laughs> uh, Mother nature fired, um, but. You know, there's just, we're not going to agree on this. I mean, look, uh, here's a tweet from
1: Ralph who Let's paint a picture of what happened, in case someone's tuning into this right now. And not hasn't,
0: everybody's watched?
1: Maybe they haven't had a chance to watch it, and they're what? just getting the recaps for now. So you've got to describe. Well, what,
0: what happens is, well, well, first of all, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. In these crazy sprint finishes where the road is narrow and it's early in the race, these boys are fresh, they are hungry for a stage win. They'll do anything, and so you know, I guess what really happened was you know a half a mile or a kilometer before the main crash that everybody's talking about, there was another crash, mm-hmm. which was seemingly um, sort of benign in the middle of the road. It wasn't a but that caused a lot of the other guys to either go down or get held up. So then we're left with really like a twenty man race, mm-hmm. and with two or three hundred meters to go. Um, as the sprint is already at that at that distance from the line, the sprint is already on, like Donkey Kong. And um, the Frenchman, Damari, was was clearly going away and was going to win the race, but uh, Cavendish, Mark Cavendish, thought his best line was up the right between Peter Sagan and the barriers. And, you know, it just didn't work. It didn't work for him. And then that there becomes the controversy on... Well, there's a few things. Number one, did Sagan move over? The rules say you have to, once the sprint starts, you have to, quote, unquote, hold your line. Okay. Go straight. That's the first item of discussion. That's, that's the problem. That And if any, and if he's going to get disqualified, and disqualification in this particular instance can, get, can be anywhere from we give you last place on the stage, which means for him, he loses all those points for the green jersey, which okay. he cares about, all the way to you're kicked out of the race. Which sounds so, pretty harsh. Yeah, he can deal with number one. Number two, obviously he can't deal with. Um, so issue number one is is did he not hold his line? Did he not go straight? Issue two, which everybody's talking about, is the elbow. Did he throw an elbow at Cav? But then there's also this issue which a lot of, you see a lot of people talking about is, is was Cav, Mark Cavendish going to a place that was never gonna that was never gonna open. Right, right you
1: take the whole sprint out of the equation. If you try to go into a hole that isn't there from behind and you go off the road, which is what happened if the barriers weren't there, yep. that's your own problem, right? Yep. It's weird because it, you, I don't think Sagan was just, it, in my opinion, looks like he's just defending a space. Right. When you're in a sprint and people are coming up behind you, don't you naturally kind of put your elbows out to kind of hold your well, space? I want to
0: get, before we get to how... What I think of the yeah. the the crash, I'll give you two widely different views of of uh, of people that know, right? These are not you know the you know at bike rider on Twitter talking. I mean, this is so Magnus Backstead, a guy that I raced with forever, won some classics. He he, he would be able to watch this and ha, and and have mm-hmm. a pretty well informed and educated and experienced decision. He says, "Here's my view," and this is again from Magnus Backstead. Number one. Sagan closed the gap hard. That wasn't right. Number two, Cav went for the gap that wasn't there. That wasn't right. One plus two equals racing incident. So that's, obviously, he's taking the position that that shit happens. Mm-hmm. But then you get up here, and then you get to Rolf Aldog, who is Mark Cavendish's, Cavendish's director. And he tweets, time to step it up, UCI. The UCI is the governing body of the sport. So he's talking to the commissars. You have a three-person or whatever-person panel that is going to decide whether or not Sagan is eliminated from the race or relegated. All dog, time to step it up, UCI. This was not a race accident. This was violence. Hard to DQ a world champion from the tour, but needs to be done. So that's obviously a very... He has his own personal stake in all of this, but that's uh, that's a very different opinion. And so... And I've just, I've watched this, we've all watched this, and I've been communicating with Georgie and Try trying to get his view on what, in the mind of a sprinter or mm-hmm. a, a finisher like that, what he, how he views it. He thought it was dirty. I, I don't, I, the elbow, let's get to, the, if he moved off the line and the rule says you can't move off the line, then, then you get relegated. The elbow is what gets you kicked out of the tour. And so, the to me, the elbow, if you watch it closely, the elbow came after. Cavendish was already he was gone down. He was already on his way to the ground. Mm-hmm. It would be another thing if clearly the elbow caused him to either go into the barrier or crash. Or, but first of all, Sagan sprints. That's he's always got the elbows out. Like he
1: I'm, he looks like the animated cartoon drawing yeah. of a sprinter, yeah. where it is yeah. very
0: bowed up. And well, you want to be bowed up because you want you your want, space. You want space, mm-hmm. and if you're not bowed up, then somebody's going to mm-hmm. take your space, right? And, and here I'm talking like I've been in there. I mean, I would <laughs> never, ever go in that crowd. But um, so he's, but the, it, when Cav's going down, I, and I don't, I'm not trying to defend anything, but, I, but I'm 100% sure that elbow did not cause the crash. And does the elbow, is he trying to stabilize? Because he's mm-hmm. losing it a little too. Is he trying to get his balance? That's the big discussion. That's the big debate.
1: You know, you said the other day on this podcast that this, the sprints are scary, that was not your specialty and it's scary for a reason because those guys are wired very differently not only do they have the leg speed the, the you know the kind of track speed but they have this aggressiveness that they're going to yep. push through and they're going to hold their hold their place yep it's like it, that's why they win is because they don't let someone come in from behind and just move them out of the way that's not what they do
0: well, that's does that make sense? Well, it does, and that's when I told you the other day. Like these guys surely must get scared, and then later in the day, which uh, it's, it's I'm glad he's listening to this podcast. But I, I get a text from Lawson Craddock. I put it up on my Instagram. He says, "Sprinters don't get scared." That's just, that's 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 next level. Like, how do you not whatever? If they don't get scared, then they then they're out of their mind. I think they are a bit out of their mind. They are.
1: They're, they're like the guys that jump out of airplanes and and do all that sort of X-game type stuff. And they're just
0: wired differently. Here's the other thing, too, and I and I mentioned this a minute ago. You know, there was already a crash a kilometer before this. So we had basically had a 20-man race. If that field is intact and that crash happens, that it's not two guys on the ground yeah, or three guys on the 50 ground. Fifty guys. There is a lot of guys on the ground. No mm-hmm. telling how many GC guys. No telling how many, you know... Other sprint, I mean, there are people, there's carnage everywhere with that narrow road. Hmm.
2: So,
1: the riders in a situation like this, and, and we'll get to uh, audio clips of both Sagan and Cavendish. When the riders saw a technical, there's a couple technical bends there before that sprint, they know it's a narrow sprint, everybody knows it's going to be a narrow sprint. Do they have a problem before that stage even happens? Like, oh, that sprint's too narrow, this is going to be a mess. I don't know if I'm asking you a tactical question or a governing body question. You're
0: asking me a question. I know what you're asking me. You're asking me uh, if the riders are concerned about a, a, a course, a corner, any any piece of this route. And it's again, we're talking 2005 or whatever miles. You know, we're talking a lot of pavement, right? So it's hard, maybe even impossible to look at every piece of it. Let's just go back to the prologue, right? So the prologue, the course was set, the rain came, the crashes happened, and everybody just just goes crazy. How can this happen? And this course wasn't safe, etc. I've said it for years, and I'm going to say it again right here, right now, until the writers get their shit together and get unified and unionized and get a seat at the table, don't talk about it after be at the table that's, that when they're saying, okay, we're going to go left here and right there, and this is the course, and this is how narrow. the Have a seat at the table and say, no, we are not going to do that, actually. We're going to do something very different because we're the actors in the play, and the actors are the ones that matter the most. Not Christian Prudholm and Brian Cookson back there sipping champagne. They do not matter. Do you have any recollections of a protested course where they just— You know, the, the most common protest is weather. It's too hot. It's too cold. Very rarely that it's too hot, but it's too cold. It's, it's snowing. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Which it should, it should, they should protest that. See, look at me now being such a media
1: guy. I'm trying to blame the course now. When we started out with, with who was at fault here, Cavendish or Sagan, now I'm going after the course. Maybe well, we just need to look, let's, leave it up to racing.
0: Let's, let's not kid ourselves. You could have a perfectly safe course that all the stakeholders have sat down and approved the governing body. The organizer, the riders, the teams, the sponsors. So, okay, check. Perfectly safe course, and you still have what happened. Mm-hmm, like you, know, you could have what happened today, right? That's not that you can't control those things. But my point, and I'm and, and I'm going to say two things. One, I say this all the time: the professional, the actors in this play, the professional, the best cyclists in the world need a union. And I'm not, I'm not talking like an email address. Like I'm going to email the union, like a real union. And so we're we're addressing safety. We're addressing addressing work conditions. We're addressing pension. We're addressing uh, revenue share. The most important thing is revenue share. Oh, that's we might um, have to dig into that. That's a, lot a whole deeper. other episode. But um, and then, I, but I also want to bring this back to me. And and, and this is a, a full confession, unlike any other confession. But I probably, if I think back to two thousand early two thousands. I probably had the ability and the power and the stroke to galvanize that effort. And I didn't do it. And, you know, I didn't do it because I was thinking about me. I was thinking mm-hmm. about my team. And I didn't care about other teams. And I didn't, I wouldn't think about that. And so, but it, it's going to take somebody to come in and say, no, we, we are unified. And these are the conditions we want. And if not, we're not playing
1: you know, let me think. Put this perspective. I'm thinking about the average person listening to this. They probably do some 50 mile rides in their community, maybe you know their country, their state, wherever they live. They, <laughs> they, you know, they like to get out. And maybe mix it up and race amateur level. Um, maybe they do a triathlon, whatever it is. As an as a amateur race, every ride or race I've been to, let's just say it's a, it's a. You know, just a weekend warrior fun ride. Yep. Every race I've ever been to or ride, I'm pretty sure someone left in an ambulance. <laughs> you know, see where I'm going with this? Well, it's just danger. Being on two wheels is just dangerous, when you get speed and regard the course, whatever it is, even at the most simple level, for us weekend warriors,
0: accidents happen. It does, and that's 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 the nature of this game. I mean, until we put training wheels on everybody, people are going to fall over. Um, we're not advocating for training wheels but it, you look it's that's an inherent part of this that's that's just part of the deal but you know that is going to happen in its own way but let's try to minimize those other factors that could sort of get in the way and create these things and, and I'm and we almost got off the topic of the real story of the day but um you, you know th- what happened today is what happens in your local criterion or your mm-hmm. local road raiser or, or, or what your local triathlon that happens, um, but, yeah. Mm. You want to hear
1: from the riders? Let's hear. Of course, they have a lot to say
0: outside their buses. Let me, let let me buses. first see if this is so funny. I've, I've never sat here and looked at Twitter this much. <laughs> um, it's so the, you just read it. I mean, all the cycling things, and it's there, It's so it, it just varies so much. And these aren't these aren't Sagan fanboys and Cavendish fanboys. Mm-hmm. These are people that just have an opinion. Yeah. And and but there's no ruling it's, from the, that I can tell. There's no ruling from the jury right now. Are
1: you seeing a consensus? Does it seem to be swinging one way or the other? The,
0: well, the biggest consensus right now is "Happy Birthday, America." Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's listen to their post-ride comments. Of course, Cavendish, being mobbed, got his hand all wrapped up, and his arm in a sling. Uh, here is what he had to say. You want to throw your headphones on so that you can hear this? That might a bad
0: idea. Yeah, that I might not. That at the top of the show. <laughs> That's all right. Dave, Bolchka. It was here a, we go. It was chaotic. By the way, I got my haircut. Facebook, did you? I, I buzzed it yesterday, by myself. How's did you really? Okay? Yeah. You cut, you cut your, your own hair? hair? I do most of it. I do like uh, three quarters of it, and then Anna comes in and does the back. I can't see the back, and so she helps out. Not many
1: people can. No. Let's do this. Let the professionals handle it. No way. Here's Cavendish outside his bus after the crash, after he could finally get the media to give move away from him. I want to talk to you about that at some point too. Yeah, right. My gosh, the mob. Here's Cavendish in his comments.
2: Can you tell us what happened and what your injuries seem to be? Um I think injury-wise, I'm gonna go and get it checked out. Um I definitely need stitches in this finger. Um I bleeding a lot, um, and the shoulder, there's something to do with that previous shoulder that I did in Arrogant. Um, it's just, it's sat backwards, so I don't know if I snapped the, the fake ligament I have in it or what. Um, I'm going to just get just getting look. it looks. I'm not a doctor, I don't know what, but from the feelings, I'm not optimistic anyway. And the incident itself, Mark, why happened. happened I was just following Damar um, round, and then just Sagan come over. That was it It looks as though Sagan came to apologise or explain himself. Um, you know, I get on with Peter um, well, but I don't get his like. If, if he came across as one thing, but the elbow, I'm not. I'm not a fan of him putting his elbow in me like that. That was. But uh, like I said, I get on with Peter. Um, crash is a crash. I just like to know about the elbow, really. Yeah. But do you think it was unsportsmanship? I don't know, like I said, I'd like to speak to him. Like I said, I have a good relationship with Peter, so I, I just like to speak to him about it. But it. Is there a call that Roger's saying he should possibly go home or be punished? Do you agree with that? I don't know, I'll leave that to to the jury. Like I said, I'd like to speak with, with Peter. And, yeah, I think it's a comment stuff. It's not really I think. It's always gonna get taken out. There we go, yeah.
1: S- S- He's more about the elbow than the line. Just a minute ago, you were but, saying it was more about moving out of line. He's well, that,
0: I think the rule, I mean, if if Sagan's going to get penalized for anything, the easiest thing for them to, to dock him on is, is, is not holding his line, not riding straight. Uh, I just... Because there's less gray area I don't in the think, rule book I, there. I, I, again, I'm, I'm not and never was and never will be a sprinter, so I can't think like that. You know, the only thing I also go back to is th- this... That part of the sport, right, the sprints, the sprinters, their mentality, there are guys that are clean, and I, when I, I'm I talking clean like, you know, don't throw elbows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there are guys that are dirty. They'll do anything. They'd take their foot out and kick you if they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably have that reputation. The, they, they As a dirty
1: you, sprinter. It, get, but it, doesn't that earn them space? And there's
0: so much attention, obviously cameras and different angles, and so you see just little moves that, that make a guy quote-unquote dirty. I'm not in the sport today. I don't ride in that peloton. But my sense is that Sagan is not a dirty rider. Um, right. You know, if if he had that reputation and that, uh, you know, that mystique of being dirty, quote unquote dirty. And when I say dirty, I mean just 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 mean and nasty. Then that might make this incident look a little different. I mean, you saw, look, you saw what happened right after. The, we all saw what happened right after the finish. He went straight to Mark Cavendish's yeah, yeah. bus, found Cab, checked on him. You could say that's smart, or that was, political. that was political, or that was manufactured. I don't think so. And then you heard Mark Cavendish say himself, "I get along well with him." Yeah.
1: Let me ask you this: Do well one? If
0: he if he was a dirty rider, right, never mind. The, okay, we got a ruling. Peter Sagan disqualified from the Tour de France. Wow, I I disagree with that. I totally I disagree with. I, relegated, yes. Disqualified,
1: relegated would mean you move to the back. You lose any points you have. But he could (laughs) stay in and sprint for another day.
0: I don't. I don't agree with that. And I'm not. I'm not a fanboy. I'm not in his pocket. I just don't agree with it.
1: But. If he was a dirty, wow. you were kind of saying this, if he was a dirty rider at this point point, how long huge. he's been, he would have that reputation. And when this happened, everyone would be saying, I told you so. I told you
0: this was happening because that's how he rides. He well, doesn't have that reputation. Look, it's whatever. I mean, we, we can't, it's not whatever. It's We can't change it. But the couple things here, whether you agree or disagree, this is the biggest star in the race. So just for the race, right? And for the global following of this race and the attention of this race, the race itself, and I'm not trying to, you know, pass judgment on him or the ruling, but the race just lost its biggest star for the next two and a half weeks.
1: And it was a good story too for the fans because he has been ill. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's coming a great back. he's
0: got, you know, what the wheelies and the hair and the, the facial the the you know the um but he is the biggest star in this sport by a factor of a lot. So, what do you think
1: the rest of the peloton will do? Are they? Surely they're going to be vocal about, you know, one of their highly respected contenders getting kicked out. This is back to your point. If there was a union, they could be having a little powwow real yeah. quick. There is no unity. Right. There's or, not. Well, or well, they... what's
0: going to happen now is they're going to be an appeal? Obviously, Peter Sagan and his team are going to appeal. By the time a lot of you listen to this podcast, we will now will you you'll know the 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 verdict of the appeal, but he'll appeal. um, And then, uh, you know, the cover of L'Equipe tomorrow is going to be, you know, it's just, it just, it's going to be a big story. And uh, riders in that peloton will have widely different views. They'll all go home tonight, and as I said the other day, they'll be laying in bed watching the recap on TV. So half of them will say, I don't think it was that bad, and half of them will say he should have been DQ'd, and, and they'll all be interviewed tomorrow. It'll be a big story. You can, I, I cannot, I'm going to say it again, I cannot believe they kicked him out of the Tour de France. That is fucked up. I don't, I, I just, I can't believe that. You could hear in that little presser
1: the media baiting him to say, something bad about Sagan you can just hear it right. like that's that's what the covers want that's what the headlines want
0: Want. do you want to hear from Sagan real quick no, I don't know that it matters anymore but let's hear what I he's... know this is where his thoughts is this him is this the sounds of him packing his suitcase because that might be interesting <laughs> right might be I don't believe I wanted it. to go on his wheel but Mark was coming pretty fast from the back and uh, after I just didn't have time to react to go left, and uh, he just came to me and after to defense. You apologize to Mark? Yeah, for sure, because it's not nice to crash like that. No, it's, no, like him or not, I mean, nobody wants to hit the ground like that. And not only, by the way, not only did, I suspect Cav has a broken collarbone or something with that shoulder, forget the finger, but how about Deccancolp going over the top of him, tire right over the head? I know.
1: No one checks on that guy with the media.
0: No, but Deckenkopf's wheel, I mean, it just ran right, right. over Cav's head, face, and you, you
1: could also hear uh, Cav in that short interview talking about a fake
0: ligament. He has destroyed this shoulder before. Well, every professional, almost, if, if a professional cyclist hasn't broken a collarbone, then then they, they need to go buy a bunch of lottery tickets. That's probably the most common injury, especially sprinters, the way they go down so fast, right?
1: So there's no, I can, again, I'm going to go back to it, and I know you don't have the answer, but can the peloton collectively have a voice as part of the appeal no not no voice whatsoever no, no that, that they have that, their own job to do they just won't do it they don't
0: the when the uci who is the governing body selects that commission that panel of uh, jur- uh, j- judges or what they call them commissars when they select those guys those are the only guys that matter right so if if it doesn't have to be. It could, we're going to see other incidents like this in, the, in, in this tour coming up. And whether somebody gets penalized five seconds or whether they get penalized. Look, look at the new rule. I mean, if you throw out a piece of trash, it's 100 Swiss francs the first time, it's 500 Swiss francs the second time. It's that jury that decides all that. That's all that matters. Even if the head of the UCI, not that he ever takes action on anything, but even if he said, no, no, put him back in, it doesn't matter. The jury is all that matters. Who's on the
1: jury? Who are who's these the, people?
0: Who's on the jury? They're they're selected. It's I mean when you look in the race book, it's uh, their cell phones are in here. Maybe we should call them. <laughs> Could you explain this to me? They're no, essentially
1: judges for the entire race. Dedicate. But, what are their backgrounds typically? Any they're, idea? Their background. Former racers, directors.
0: Not not that. No, they're just. They're just. It's called the board of Commissars. So you have. Uh, this is embarrassing. Get my readers on there. Well, that here. print is tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, you have Philippe Marianne from Belgium. He's the head of the jury. Okay. So he's, he's it's his call. He's the one. And then you have a, a juror, you know, a member from France and another member from Italy and then one from Spain. So you have an international... Okay.
1: They, they obviously spread that out so it doesn't seem biased. Right.
0: How you like the readers, Facebook? <laughs> huh? So embarrassing.
1: So, w- Tomorrow we may know results of an appeal. Probably not till no, tomorrow. We'll know. we'll know tonight. We'll know tonight. We know tonight.
0: What happens in an appeal? It's just well, it's the exact what has what, Like any appeal, those you know, one side dimension data filed the protest. Now I don't know if uh, I should. I don't know if they file a protest to get him relegated or to get him disqualified. Probably asked for it, that he be disqualified. The panel said yes. And they'll just do the reverse. They'll file the appeal that asks him. They may ask, say, hey, look, just just, uh, just, relegate him, dock him the points. I don't know. But I don't think, you know, like any appeal, appeals are rarely successful.
1: Well, if you think rider tactics and team tactics, you know, if Sagan says it wasn't intentional, this is just race, racing, it's also, hey, this appeal is just racing. I mean, it ha- I'm just comparing it to the NFL, which some of our international listeners probably will hate. But if there's any question of penalty you know they want it reviewed yep. right It's just part of the sport. you're using everything in the rule book. So even if Cavendish said oh it wasn't intentional still as a team and a
0: competitor you you want an appeal, you want to file sure. a protest but it won't work but yeah here we are it, it's it's a bummer for the race I, 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 to, to, I mean he's the he, well I've already said what I feel.
1: So we check in tomorrow, tomorrow on this review, and we will definitely have some new thoughts on all of that. But now tomorrow is going to be some really shake up. This is the day that people were talking about to really start
0: shaking up the race. Well, tomorrow is the first. This bike race starts tomorrow. Like in terms of obviously we've been racing and we've seen a lot of racing. Um, But if you're the race for yellow starts tomorrow. And I see a couple of things, and, and uh, first of all, the, the, this climb, I mean, how can you not like a climb that's uh, La Planche de Bellefie, you know, the whatever of beautiful girls. Bellefie is beautiful girls. You already digging it? Dude. <laughs> We're here. Why are we? So that's, uh, you, you, can't, you can't dislike that. It's, it's a climb that I don't ever recall... Wow. A little
1: biplane going A little over.
0: biplane for the 4th of July parade, which we're missing because of this uh, crash in the tour. But um, <laughs> We're missing a parade. We're missing a parade. <laughs> I haven't missed the parade in many, many years. So uh, it's a problem, this this whole crash, but missing the parade's a big deal. But um, this is a climb they did in 2012. So uh, Chris Froome won that, won that stage in 2012. Bradley Wiggins went on to win the tour. They did not. Cancelara had the yellow jersey going into that day. It's a... Sh- a couple of things. It's a shorter stage, 160 kilometers only. So they've been doing 212, 209, then we go to 160. So you go from 135 miles to only 100. Right? I know that for the layperson, yeah. that may yeah. sound. <laughs> Those but, of you listening at home, but for, only I mean, 100. These guys look at 100 miles, and that's they view that as a short day. Right. And you have no action. You have a you have a very minor climb, uh, you know, in the second half of the race, and then bam, you hit the Planche de Belfi, which is very steep short explosive um we're going to see some fireworks i mean we're going to see we we would have seen fireworks here in aspen today but we haven't had rain so they won't allow the fireworks but we're going to see we won't see them in aspen it's today or tonight we're going to see them on the planche de belfide so tomorrow tomorrow
1: on your recommendation is a day to throw the party cut plan on uh cutting out of work or whatever it is you want to do because i know back you know historically we would have watching parties and stuff like that it was always on stages like this, or yeah. a mountaintop finish.
0: It's this this particular tour does not have many opportunities for, uh, you know, for gaps or you know, or for uh, for selection. This is one of those opportunities to make a selection, and mm-hmm. so um, all of these guys, the guys who disappointed in stage one, and that's the more I look at that, that's the only word I can use. To describe what happened to them on stage one, you could call it cautious, whatever. That they disappointed. Naro Quintana, R- Richie Port uh, Bardet, Contador, etc. This is their chance to, to show their, bit in this and right? to get some time back yeah, if they've yeah. got the legs. Naro Quintana, he's already said at the start of the tour, he's he's viewed as a sort of a passive, uh, not very aggressive style of rider, not punchy, not uh, doesn't like to. Um, Light up the field with attacks on the climbs. He's going to have to do that tomorrow. And here comes the prediction: he will. He's going to do that tomorrow. Light it up. Yep. And so he has if to. you're if you're Froome, you're
1: you're going to just watch the front and go with whoever you think is a
0: threat. If you're Chris Froome, you're going to first of all your teammates in yellow. You've shown that you have the strongest team in the race. If you're Chris Froome, you rely on that team. Mm-hmm. Those guys, you'll be surprised how many of those. He'll be guys, surrounded. When it gets to 20 guys, you'll be surprised at how many Sky Riders are there. Okay. And by the way, they'll, they will also tomorrow, it's worth noting because we talked about this yesterday, the responsibility of the race, mm-hmm. controlling the race, carrying the race, uh, sitting on the front is their responsibility tomorrow. That's what was my next question. Sky teammates, their job will
1: be to keep the pace high enough that people aren't launching off the front. Is
0: that probably what you're, we're going to see? Well, the well, look. That last climb, I mean, the Planche de Belles is only—I lost my pet. You got me looking at commissars of all things, Jesus. <laughs> and if you get to the last climb, you're talking about—you're uh, uh, only talking about seven or so kilometers. So, all of that distance before that, they have to control that race,
1: mm-hmm. and that—and
0: it's—it's it's, it sh- it's not hard for them to do. They—they they can do that. But the—the um, the last climb as steep as it is pieces look here pieces of 13% 11% 11% the final kick up is 20%. I went and watched on YouTube. You guys can watch this at home. Go type in uh you know La Planche de Belfi, and the finish for uh where from won in 2012 it is steep. Now, you know, people get to, guys get to the end of the race and they're like, "Okay, I can get through this." But nonetheless, you've got these chunks of 13 and 11%. You know, for the average fan at home, you may know what thirteen percent feels like, or you may not. You may think, well, that's not that bad. It's not ninety percent. I know most of us don't know what that means. Thirteen percent. Most people at home who are average bike riders, if they rode seven percent, they would they in their minds they would be going, oh my, my god, that's a this big is hill. So this is this is uh, they're not playing around tomorrow. This 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 will be this will be legit.
1: Okay. Well. I guess we'll kind of kick this off tomorrow, seeing if there was an appeal. That's going to be a big conversation tomorrow. Everyone's going to be stirring this up all day, replaying that elbow. You know, you thought it may have been a little bit dirty, but don't think you should have been kicked out. I, I, I don't. I'm trying to put words in your mouth, which I don't want to. I was
0: I, I can't I couldn't have said it any stronger than I did before. I don't I don't I don't I don't think so. But having said that, I, I mean, I I, I want to hedge a little because I'm not a sp- – I don't know that game, right? And my spot, my place was 50 guys back trying to avoid things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I I will say with 100% um, uh, conviction, the elbow is not what caused the crash. Right. If you watch it fast and you watch it in real time, it happens so quickly. You look. It looks like, in our eyes as we watch, it looks like the elbow caused the crash. It didn't. Mm-hmm. The crash was already happening. He
1: was going down. yeah I know you it's fun one thing it's so easy as I was watching it to watch what's happening in the upper body. The upper body you see him coming over a little bit. you see the elbows go up after Cavendish was already going down. but if you look at the road,
0: the curb, the barriers, yeah. there was nothing left. yeah look here's here's and I just keep looking at Twitter because it's the the reaction from this the jury's decision is just flooding in. And a lot of these we can just kind of wade through. But here's Jeremy Whittle. Jeremy Whittle's a journalist, British journalist. Covered the tour for, not to make you sound old, Jeremy, but you've been around a long time. He says this decision is totally OTT, over the top. If that's the benchmark, then how many other riders should be disqualified, yet more inconsistency? Well, we know that this sport of cycling just breeds inconsistency. I can tell you that. Uh, Peter Sagan, we know that. Mm-hmm. But there's a guy, this is Whittle, you know, he's not on the couch peloton, he knows what's up. So it, it, it's, you, you're gonna, but at the same, there's gonna be some other, be a big night. Do events
1: at this level, and this is really thrown it, being random, at this level, the amount of money they generate, do they ever think of the liability of not dq in a guy like this
0: i don't i have no idea i I mean i know there's a lot of waivers when you do a bike race you sign a lot of waivers it's funny i don't think i ever i don't think if you do the tour de france i don't think you sign a waiver like i might be killed here i might be which is yeah i it's just something i I, you know
1: maybe that's just
0: i never paid an entry fee either i don't think
1: (laughs) (laughs) mom i need some cash yeah i just don't know i'm maybe that's my american mindset any event, they just feel like you hear them talk about their liability. Lawyers get involved, probably don't think that way. Over Here's
0: there. no, I don't know. I don't, I, I can't talk about lawyers because I'm me, sore subject. No, but you know what'll be interesting because we're trying to react to this and respond to this, which we're just going back and forth. Sagan's reaction will be interesting mm-hmm. how he handles obviously. I think they'll go through the appeal process, I think they'll lose the appeal. And then what does he say? Okay. I mean, right. That'd probably come through in the form of a release. But if, if there's some sort of a statement, I okay. think uh, I think he better be very careful on what and how he says it. Okay. Because I think this is the point where, and you know, I've been in this place many times in my life where people are trying to decide. I don't know which, which side I sit here. They, his reaction will be... Uh, it'll be an important. It'll be the most important statement he's ever made his entire career. You know,
1: maybe we can do this. If uh, he does have a very big reaction and he's talking to the press and we feel the need to jump back on here and do a supplement, we can. We can do it on Facebook Live if you're not following Lance We, we on can Facebook do whatever your... we want to do. I know. Now, now the what...
0: only problem is I'm leaving here and going to the parade. And if anybody's ever been around the 4th of July Parade in our party over at the Wild Fig, it is rosé all day. <laughs> so there is no telling what I'm going to say then either on Facebook Live <laughs> or on this podcast after that. So I appreciate your let, honesty. Yes way, rosé.
1: It's, it's on. It's America's birthday. It is happening. All right. Yeah. Say goodbye to everybody, and we'll tackle this tomorrow a very, very... Shake up kind of stage. Big day, big day. I mean, let me just close. Uh, let me just briefly say, let I- me give this out and you give this last thought. Stages at We Do Sport. If you want to send in any comments, please keep questions. W E D U Sport.com. Send the link if you're watching this on Facebook. Send the link to your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. You might miss it uh, on the live feed sometimes. Stagespodcast.com to get right.
0: all your feeds. Yeah. Yep. So, you go. Uh, and, and I don't know if we were so buried in this in this disqualification of Sagan but and I was wrong about so I'm only I'm two for geez, I'm batting 500 on my predictions my prediction tomorrow is Nara Quintana I think he has to take back time he has to live up to his promise that he's going to race aggressively and he's going to try to you know try to actually win the bike race he has to do that tomorrow We've seen Port be a little more spunky, there. Port though. was looking—I I was surprised by him up—he looked good yesterday. He'll be up there. Okay. He's going to be—he has to be those up are there. The, those are two that need to do The something. only other interesting—I got a text from T.J. Van Garderen the other day. Thibaut Pinot, who's a French rider, who's ridden well in, in previous tours, this is his home climb. Right. This is where he lives. This is where he trains. This is where he tests— uh, so he's, he's a, perhaps, he's well, not perhaps, he's definitely a sentimental favorite at home. Thibaut Pinot. A, Pino a religious guy on that my, loves wine. On my favorite team, Francaise de Joux, who, uh, won today, so hopefully they'll stop whining. And, uh, but it's his home climb, in all seriousness. Now, I went back and looked at yesterday's results, thinking, you know, yesterday was an indication of somebody's form. I mean, if you're three minutes down yesterday, you don't have form. Thibaut Pinot was minutes down yesterday so that's a name that hasn't come up yeah p-i-n-o-t that's not my pick quintana's my pick i think he has to try to uh, assert himself and thanks for tuning in big day bunch of action bunch of drama life's messy by the way happy fourth of july happy birthday america